Welcome everyone to Is It A Film, a weekly podcast that critiques and memes film and asks one very important question. Is it a film? No. Spoiler, 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 so watch out, we're spoiling everything. And I'm your host, Vincent Thomas Short, a.k.a. Robert Eggers is essential to unhealthy breakfast. Why'd you do your full name? I don't know. steal your identity. No, oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> That's my password, everything is just my middle name. It's also your social security number oh, somehow. <laughs> it's not. Just imagine if that that would be stupid. If somehow that could work. My serial, my social security number is actually six 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 nine. Wow, so edgy. <laughs> yeah, like and I'm joined by my though. ever. I feel like you might have done too many numbers. I don't. Fuck. I don't even have a social security number. Yo, you didn't do enough numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your, uh, and I'm joined by my ever tented host, my best friend, my pal, my amigo, Jonathan, aka. Are you friend or Willem Dafoe? A.K.A. A.K.A. We can rule the city together, Spider-Man! Oh, A.K.A. <laughs> A.K.A. I didn't see Willem Dafoe's massive penis in this movie, and that makes me kind of sad. This is episode 24 of Visit a Film, an episode we like to call She's a Light House. Today we're going over the 2019 American psychological horror film the lighthouse we're gonna be going over a basic ass intro telling you why it's important going over the wikipedia's plot summary going over some google and imdb reviews got both and uh going over a very terrible ass segment so terrible i didn't even plan one did they even plan one we're gonna figure out out. it's worked out better sometimes you didn't want to do work for any of these shows today no i did but i think sometimes when we don't plan it out it works better does it? Because it's supposed to be really bad anyway. That's true. That's the whole entire point. It's bad, just like all improv should be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we start, if you want to follow us at the film, uh, you can find us at youtube.com forward slash is the film. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us at is the film on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Support us monetarily through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the Anthony and Todd Show. And uh, if you want to find us in podcast form, search the Anthony and Todd Show on Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Get the best of both worlds, music, and film reviews. Are you ready? What's the clickbait? Title this week, Jonathan. We're in the basic ass intro. Willem Dafoe's massive penis. That's not, we can't put that. <laughs> I, we, would I, get, I, we would get a lot of clicks. No, <laughs> no, we, we we get a lot of bands. What are we worried about? It's not like we monetize any of this. No, but we, I think you can. I think if you put like penis, you could like you could get. We could put strong. No, I don't want to do that. I think this film's good enough to actually get an actual clickbait. Oh. Is it the best film of 2019, question mark? It's def- It's better than Midsummer. Yeah. We haven't seen a lot of many contemporary films. Can we just... This, this is something I'd absolutely hate right now. Why is no one talking about this film? Because it, the release schedule was fucking shit. But, like, <laughs> year, like months <laughs> the, the, ahead of Midsummer's wide release, people were talking about Midsummer. It's so good. It's the best horror film of the year. It's the best horror film of all time. It makes Hereditary look like a ginormous piece of shit. Cause it's so fucking good. Oh my god. Does it take it's anything so to make Hereditary? I mean, Hereditary <laughs> made itself look like a giant piece of shit. But then, like, this movie comes out, and this movie's actually I, I, I have unique. One, I have one excuse. Oh. So, the actual initial release date, because it debuted at, I think, Cannes or something like yeah. that. Some, some type of film That's festival. Big one. And then it did... On October eighteenth release, yeah. which was kind of the limited release, yeah, but they didn't advertise them of that, and then it got a much larger release. And I don't know if it, they had trouble booking fevers. Like it was only 
we couldn't see it at the one we usually go to. Yeah. We had to go to the one. Well, no, the, it was playing there. Just didn't have good times. Oh, the time, the time, show times for that one. Were so shit. it is a wider release. It's wider release, but like it's they didn't announce that. They yeah. said the whole entire release. And I think for a while, I was also reading that I was going to get a wider release on the twenty eighth yeah. or something, twenty sixth. Like, it's and just, it didn't. No one like for how much people were fucking just sucking Midsummer's dick. Like, no one's fucking talking about this film. Yeah. And this the film, only thing this film did right is its promotion on Instagram I thought was really good yeah. and really meme With the seagull. Uh, yeah, it did really good because that's how I found out. I didn't see a trailer. I didn't want to see a trailer going into this. Yeah. Uh, I just saw the footage of uh, William Defoe and Robert Pattinson's I, I did watch what? the trailer. I watched the trailer that somebody did where they edited, like, clips of Spongebob over the audio <laughs> from the trailer. That sounds amazing. That, it, that it, sounds it, very fitting, it actually. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> That's the trailer I saw that got me pumped for this film. Um, and then you were disappointed because it wasn't that. There was no Spongebob. Okay, we need a clickbait title. It's the uh, best film 2019, question mark? Yeah. Okay, we're going with that. Or better than uh, Midsummer. This film is... We need to get through this. This is going to be a long episode. Yeah. Uh, this film's written by Robert Eggers and Max Eggers. And Robert Eggers... Is the guy who did the double VH. The witch. Another yeah. great and again, going back to Midsummer, why is nobody hyping this guy up as like one of the best modern horror directors of all time? Like everybody is like Ari Aster, like best horror director of all time, game changer, like hereditary, like was like two thirds good. Because this is this has depth to it, and hereditary let, let had depth, but people don't understand it. And that's any discussion I have with any other person yeah. besides you does not understand that depth. Yeah. I'm not saying because you're special, you're Mr. It's just like, I don't think general audiences understand the depth and they just want, they want their slash, they want kind of like a an artistic slasher film in a weird yeah. way where I don't think it is a slasher film to, to a sense, but it has like aesthetic of the way these people are being killed off, almost yeah. like a slasher film. But it's just, yeah. But it's artsy enough where people will be like, oh, I I went to the, uh, the, the, uh. Did you see the new Hereditary? I went to the Neon and I got me a craft beer and, uh, I watched Hereditary and it's like, that's the type of audience that for, is hyping. For our non-Dayton audience, which probably doesn't exist. Is neon doesn't matter. Yeah, the Neon's the local artsy. I love artsy the Neon. It's, a, it's the local artsy feeder in our area. I love the Neon. I love it too. Shout out the Neon, but like. Go Neon. Yeah. I think they're getting, um, JoJo. Rabbit. They so already have. They have. Yeah. They got JoJo Rabbit. Nobody else around here did. Yeah. Which um, is weird. Yeah. I think that that's also getting a national release, doesn't it? Uh, it I should because I see much commercial. Pretty Taika Waititi makes doesn't get a wide release outside of four. Why am I seeing commercials for it on television? Because <laughs> Taika Waititi. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I, I can't see the film in a, like a regular feeder. Yeah. Like but, a chain. Why? Why are they give me? Yeah. A tra- uh, anyway, what I was saying is like because like Ari Aster like. Harry Astor. Harry Astor. Harry Astor. (laughs) (laughs) Does, like, these just, like, overly artsy versions of, like, pretty generic horror films or, like, rip-offs of other films. Like, Midsummer, it's just fucking Wicker Man. Yeah. It's just a much slower, much artsier form of Liquor Man. And no one understands and no, that. And, and nobody, no one gets that besides yeah. us, like, and people who comment who are yeah. smart. And, and then, like, <sighs> like, this is a legitimately like, creative and unique film and like I have been like racking my brain trying to like piece like all of its elements and, and like influences together and here's the thing about Midsummer, every and same thing with Hereditary I cannot find anyone who has a, like a good argument defending that film yeah. it's always some like bullshit thing that doesn't make any sense For, and it's not like me denying it because it's a different opinion I really want the, someone's opinion the to argument makes sense that I've heard for Hereditary pretty much have always boiled down to like 
the it's so scary and the directing's effective, which it is, but like you that doesn't make a film. And that's the better of the two. Yeah, like having like very solid scares and very effective moments, which yes, Hereditary does have a lot of those, doesn't fix the fact that its script is trash. Yeah. It makes no goddamn sense. And the sense. third act is just, just garbage. The edge. And like everybody's like, oh Midsummer, like it's I haven't heard a single like real good definitive like even Gwen, our friend who fucking loves that fucking film. When she came over for the Halloween night, we had, like, a discussion, like, talking about Midsummer, And she didn't really have any backups or, like, any defenses against any of the points I was bringing up. She said, well, I just kind of like it. And, like, yeah, okay, we need, we need to get off this and talk about why this film's really no, good. No, because this film is amazing and everybody gives fucking hairy assholes so much goddamn <laughs> shit and are fucking, like, just praising him as the fucking second coming of yeah. filmmaking Christ. Mm. And... No one gives a shit about Robert Eggers, who's made two fucking really good, really artsy horror films uh, that didn't devolve in the third act. And which I found weird is like this is not being hyped up with the double VH was really big and hyped. was hyped up. Um, also, uh, I didn't. I, I liked the double VH. It wasn't like the greatest thing for me personally. I mean, yeah, it, it, um, it's nowhere near as good as this one was. It was very solid though. I think this one it didn't require is the depth that I was missing from the last one. Yeah. I think The Witch is there. It's just you have to watch it a couple of times, unfortunately. It doesn't have, like, the immediate, like, depth. There's, like, a lot of things you don't really, like, piece together until, like, your second, third. It had a lot of bloodletting. That's good. So much bloodletting. Bloodletting is amazing. Um, And uh, this film, directed by Robert Akers, and stars William Dafoe and Robert Pattinson, who are really the only two people in it. it doesn't star William Dafoe's massive strong. Which is, uh, we'll get into a little bit. I have a theory about how this lighthouse is powered. I I I can can defend an argument. You really can't, though. (laughs) I don't think you can. In a really bullshit way, I'll find one. Uh, It's shot on 35mm, and uh, the type of film is Eastman Double X 5222, and it's a 1.119 uh, one aspect Which is, ratio. The aspect ratio is so it's amazing. It's amazing. It's helped it feel so claustrophobic, even in like outdoor scenes. And the film is fantastic. The fucking contrast on this thing is amazing. The black and white is um, beautiful. Yeah, like no one appreciates modern black and white filmmaking. Like there's so you many... have to have a right film for it. And yeah. this was the one where like I don't think any color should have been in this. No, film, if this film was in cool. color, it would have been so much less effective. And there are so many films that, like, should have been in black and white that weren't. Mad Max, Fury Road, like, the Blood and Chrome edition. So beautiful. Like, the other ver- like the color version's beautiful, too. Like, the oranges and the blues are so vibrant and beautiful. But the black and white version is just even more beautiful. I've never seen that version, so I can't speak. Oh. Wasn't there another one that got another black and white version? Uh, um, the Post- Mist had a black and white version, I- which made it, like... It was like a creature feature, and like it was a throwback type in a way. So like the black and white made it feel like older, and like it made the CGI not look as so much like shit. And then Logan Noir was like a black and white version, and that one was like it was okay. I don't think it justified it as much as like the other two did, but this definitely needed to be black and white. Um, Artist, even though you're a fucking throwback to being a silent films, the fact you were in black and white added nothing to that film, other than like it looks old. What what film? The artist was like that like. It was the one that, like, the Oscars, like, fucking jizzed their pants over, like, a couple... Like, Did it have that one guy, and I can't think of his name. I don't know. It was, like, a French movie, but it was, like, it was done entirely in, like, black and white. Oh, no and mind. Was, like, I was silent... thinking of something yeah. else, yeah. But, I know like, what you're talking about It was now. supposed to be, like, a silent film. Like, beyond, like, the whole, like, it's a silent film, the black and white added really nothing to the film. Yeah. Um, why is it important? It's, it's fucking amazing. It's, it's, it's a great film. It's and, and, goddamn... 
it's I I hope I have one like this is film that's like my my only major complaint about this film. It's not even that major. It's just I wish that like in the first like two uh, four weeks of like their time there, they made the pacing a little bit longer because like it did it a yeah. little bit, but like if they had done like from a bit like slower paced to like the more frantic like pace towards the end, I think it would the build up and then the tear down would have been really good. Um. Yeah, I think this is. Uh... I'm gonna say something probably really stupid, but I think this is very Kubrick, Kubrick-esque. Uh, and how? Because it reminds me a lot of Shining. And there's I, hope, elements, I hope there's a trajectory, at least in quality, yeah. to form like, like the rest of Aker's material. I'd say, yeah, over I guess. Years. I, I hope there's a level of quality to this. Yeah, I got comparisons to the Shining. I think that's the only comparison really got the Kubrick. Yeah. Like I don't think anything else of it really stood. I was like Kubrick-esque. Kubrick-esque. I think the most Kubrick-esque director right now. Is probably I don't even remember his name. But it's the guy that made Under the Skin. Oh, okay. I've never seen that. So no, it's good. Yeah, because um, it stars uh... a <laughs> uh, Scott Johansson. Yeah. Well, that that doesn't make it good. I think that brings it down a little bit. But like, uh, we we had we a lot to cover, so we need to get into this. Wikipedia. It's an internet encyclopedia. <clears throat> I do this bit every week. Jonathan hates it. Uh, you can research anything on up. there, and you can find the plot summaries to movies, and up. we read them every week. You're so much. Uh, so, Die. are you ready to get into the Wikipedia plot summary? It's the way people talk about movies. They don't actually talk about them because they can't see them because they have like a weird-ass release schedule. They just read them instead. Yeah, nobody was able to see the movie. <laughs> we, we're, we're the only two people in the world who saw this movie. I feel bad for the people uh, who I saw on Twitter two weeks ago say, yeah, I drove out an hour to Cincinnati to fucking watch this movie. And I'm what like, if, fucking losers. One of my coworkers, like, we were talking about, and she was like, yeah, have you seen, like, the movie? It's like, no, like, I'm not willing to go out to, like, fucking Columbus or Cincinnati <laughs> to watch a fucking, like, movie. Like, I've done that once we did that for uh, Loving Vincent. That's the only time we've done that. Yeah. And, and in the end, it wasn't worth it and because it, it showed up the neon. And it showed up the neon. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like, <sighs> just literally just be patient and either it'll come to you or just going to end up on Blu-ray and you can just buy it. <laughs> just buy it. You can, you can pay the price of like two tickets. You'll own it forever. Yeah. Uh, Wikipedia summary. Ready? In the woolly 19th century, Ephraim Winslow is... Ephraim. Ephraim? No. Okay, I'm not gonna read the rest of it, so it doesn't really okay. matter. Is sent on a boat to serve. Ephraim Winslow. It's the name's important though for his character. Just Winslow. Like, well, no, like the fact that it's not actually his name. No. Uh, spoilers. No. Yeah, we did. We spoiled. Yeah. We said that. We spoiled the Wikipedia article. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah. Is sent on a boat to serve a contract job as a wiki for What's four September, weeks. What's September, man? What oh. with being a wiki? <laughs> Off on an isolated island off the coast of New England under the supervision of an irritable elderly man named Thomas Wake. I could have sworn he said Thomas so Wake. So the intro shot... What? When he's, when he's like asking him, I could have sworn he said Wick. I was like, Wick's the wiki? <laughs> <laughs> um... <clears throat> but like wake is like still like a pretty like symbolic name because that's like a like a wave term it's like the wave and the wake. Uh, yeah. uh, the intro shot of this or one of the intro shots is not the first one, but like them coming onto the island mm -hmm. uh, is fantastic. That shot of them stepping foot on the island and just standing there, yeah. almost like a, a mural painting like type thing. Yeah, it's it's fucking fantastic. That's there's a lot of great shots in here. That's so probably my I think second. Favorite. The editing of like the like the shots didn't last long enough until like the shot of them just standing there looking at the camera. I think they went too quickly. There's some of them I really wish had held a little bit longer. Um, on the first day on the job, Winslow notices a hole in his cot as he digs into it. He finds a small scrimshaw of a mermaid and stuffs it in his jacket. Winslow observes Wake going up to the lighthouse lantern room at night and stripping naked. <laughs> 
Yeah. So my theory, I'm, I okay. So let me get it. I, I have two things I need to talk about. So first thing, this stupid thing, this lighthouse is powered by oil, like all of our lighthouses. No, it's powered by William Defoe's penis. You hit the mic. His 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 huge slong. His his rumored, also uh, confirmed huge penis. And uh, Robert Pattinson's pe- penis is not as pleasing, so William Defoe is scared to let the eternal being see it, or else you fear that Robert Pattinson's character would die, and which happens at the end. He his penis he falls through the hole. His penis has been rejected. <laughs> And he falls down the stairs. <laughs> now while Jonathan's cringing, uh, my actual thing about this film, uh, I, I view this, and Jonathan will, will, will disagree with me. I don't know why. Yeah. There's two ways this film plans out. There's multiple ways. Over, over the course. There's a hundred ways. Two ways. No. It's all real. It's And all fake. What I mean by all fake is it's it's entirely in his head. It can't entirely. I'm not. I'm not let me just let me go through this and explain. And if it's all real, and if it's all real, it's an eternal being, and it's the side effects. The hallucinations are the side effects of being around that eternal being, or it's this weird purgatory state where nothing really makes any sense, and or it's an allegory. And it doesn't really matter what is or isn't real, anyways. I think it's. I think it's all real. Or all I fake. think this is like. Good question. This might be dumb. Is this a Prometheus story? Is this like a retelling in the way of Prometheus? I've never seen Prometheus. Not also, like the movie. I know, Prometheus, but like, like there's the, that, the, and the, also the, I never, I never. So basically, Prometheus was like that. tried to take like the fire and the light from the gods and give it to mankind, and he was punished for it by having his like liver eaten by like birds, like on a daily basis. Okay, so and, like, maybe it is. Perver- I I didn't and, like, know that. Like a perpetual like loop, and like given that like he said that, like the previous wiki before him did the same thing that like he did, where he went mad from the fiend and like died. Like, is this just, like, a perpetual, like, loop of him, like, trying to steal the fire and then getting his, like, liver Which would eaten. be all real. Yeah. And that then getting his, like, liver eaten by the birds and, then, like, just to do it over and over yeah, again. Yeah, which, which you're just confirming that I'm right. It's either all real or all fake. Or it's all just a fucking allegory and it doesn't matter. Or, like, because, like, like things here's, could here's, be in his head. Like, we have sequences no, the of only, him, like, the, fantasizing The only things. thing I think is, the only sequence where I think is in his head is the scene where he's masturbating. Oh, with all the, like, quick flashes and stuff? Yeah, it's, like, I feel like... The only thing. What about when he sees the mermaid, or like I when don't he think sees that. The, the tentacle. Because up in like, the here's the thing. I think it it would have to be the island itself, mm-hmm. the eternal being in the thing, some offshoot of that, or some form of purgatory. Yeah, or some form of purgatory, which would make it real. It's in his head, but it's real. Yeah. There's an uh, there's an explanation to why he's seeing it. Hmm. If that makes sense. I think, so yeah. like the hallucinations can still be hallucinations, or they can still only be real to him. But it's the it's something manifesting in his head. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, right. and it's the same thing with Shining. Like yeah. Shining, the the hotel was haunted. Yeah, Jack was troubled, but the hotel was haunted. Silent Hill, the town is just uh just the old gods reign supreme. Yeah, and literally nothing makes any sense, and you basically retribute for your sins. Yeah. So whatever quality of your soul is, that's going to be reflected. If you carry guilt, if you carry crimes, those are reflected in the town. Yeah. So liter- and, and this character does. Yeah. The 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 Winslow. And which mean all real. Yeah. Or all fake. 
it would have to be like yeah. I don't think it's the on the all fake line. I think it's all the real. So further question, is Thomas Wake a god? Is he Poseidon? Uh I think he's more of like a comparing it to Silent Hill 2, which I'm gonna spoil probably a lot throughout this. Or maybe not, depending on how much time I reference it. Uh I think he's more like a like an Eddie. Like an Eddie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's more like he's there with him. And like he he's found solace in whatever that is. Hmm. I don't know. There's like attributes of him that like seem almost like because he's too. He, I feel like he's too human in a sense. Yeah. Because he gaslights a lot. His character gaslights a ton throughout this entire thing. Even if those things sequences like when he chases him with the axe, he like if that wasn't real, it just comes off as really weird. Yeah. So like I think it would it just it seems more like gaslighting than like Robert Pattinson was chasing him with the axe. Hmm. If that makes sense. I guess. I and it's also a complicated movie. And also like he's he's keeping the light to himself. Yeah. Which that was a very selfish thing to do. But I mean like Greek gods were very selfish. Yeah, but like also he's killed. Which we don't know. Which we, we aren't for sure if anyone if died. If he did or didn't kill the old, like, lighthouse wiki. Spellow wiki. He killed him, but I'm saying he dies. Yeah. He, he. Yeah, he does get killed. But Greek gods can also get killed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's so, like, I don't, I don't personally, it could like he, be a thing, but also I don't think it. Because, like, he carries, like, throughout the film, he has this, like, almost, like, larger than life, like, almost, like, godlike presence over, like. yeah everything it's a thing where i think that's the edge where i i'm not gonna really debate it because like prometheus was a demigod so like he was part god which means he could if he wanted to like kill the gods yeah i i'm not gonna fight that one that much because i that one i'm really unsure i think it's getting to the point where that doesn't matter all real world think it's a consistency thing yeah and it affects how the story plays is all real other than like the jacking off sequence yeah jacking off sequence i think well, obviously the part where he's jacking off, imagining the mermaid—that's yeah. that's in his head, fully. That's like him because that's like, well, like he, also he like, gains off of yeah. that There's compared lot- to where just seeing the mermaid, he didn't yeah. gain from that. So why would his yeah. brain do it on loan unless there was exterior first? But then what about the scene then when he's choking Willem Dafoe and like Willem Dafoe turns into like the tentacle creature and then turns into the mermaid? That's an offshoot of uh, the jacking off sequence. That's no, that's just an offshoot. It could be. Yeah. Um, or is Will Dafoe the tentacle creature? Is he like actually because like there's the tentacle scenes when he's up in the lighthouse alone? Is the tentacles from the lighthouse I, I or don't, is the tentacles Will Dafoe? I really don't know enough. I'm yeah. not gonna argue that. Yeah. I don't really is Will Dafoe Davy Jones, who owns like who runs like the locker for like dead sailors, and basically runs their hell and their that purgatory. Could be, that could be it. I think I don't know. I think his character could be anything. Yeah, it could be human. It cannot be human. It that's way more looser than the real fake thing. Yeah, where it's definite. It's like consistency. It has yeah. to be one. Um, it's but, a compli- It's a good movie. Go. It's go, good. Go watch it. Come up with your own theories of what yeah, represents uh, what. Uh, uh, wake, wake. Uh, the Winslow observes Wake going up to the lighthouse's lantern room at night and stripping naked. Winslow begins experiencing visions and dreams of tentacles in the lighthouse, tree stumps floating in the water, and distant images of a mermaid. Over the course of his stay, Wake demands Lizlo to Winslow to allocate 
to the more taxing jobs, refueling the light, carrying heavy kerosene containers, and disposing of the two man's chamber pots. As shit getting over his face. Yeah. As the weeks progress, Winslow repeatedly encounters a one eye sequel. Was it one eye? I didn't notice that. Yeah. Okay. Which I, I, which is why I think that like when I leaned over like said like is the seagull the reincarnation of like the old White House because when he the um he finds the corpse of the old yeah. Licky the Licky's missing an eye. Oh. Which is why I think the seagull might because um, I didn't notice that. That's, Wake says I that, believe he's a sailor. Like yeah. once once that was a plot point brought up. Yeah. In the thing, yeah. the sailors, those pe- seagulls are old sailors. But that made sense. I'm pretty, yeah. It's like I'm pretty sure that like that seagull specifically the old wiki. Yeah, Wake warns Linzo that it's bad luck to kill a seagull as he's superstitious that the animals are reincarnated sailors. The week continues and Winslow masturbates the figurine of the mermaid and continues to see Wake naked. One dinner night, the two discuss Wake's previous second wiki, who Wake said died shortly after losing his sanity. Winslow reveals that he's used to work in a Canada as a timberman, but decided to change perspective change professions this also gives me the impression besides the fact that he is there yeah with like almost like a just like a whim yeah very silent hill-esque mm-hmm. because silent hill you never really know why you're going there you, you just, just end up yeah it's just like fate and this seems like it's silent hill the movie in which case you have a very clear reason for going there uh, not really. I mean, it's like, oh, my daughter gets these visions of Silent Hill because this is where her soul was like once born into like the body of the older. Yeah, but that's also just, a child's nightmares. It's still like much more fought out and methodical than like most. Of, like Silent Hill Two, like my dead wife sent me a letter from Silent Hill. I must go. <laughs> and, and also, like, Eddie, Silent Hill One, they just kind of show up there after a car crash. Yeah, Eddie. Eddie went there because. He's just running away from the cops. Yeah. Laura's there for uh, Maria. But, like most other characters, like in most of the games, people just show up there because like some random thing like told them yeah. to go there. Like Silent Hill, the movie is like much more like fought out like mythology of like why this character's there. Yeah. Which makes it bad. Yeah. Um. Not the only thing that makes it bad. No, it's not the only <laughs> thing that makes it bad. There's a lot of things that make that movie bad. Uh. The day before Winslow is saying to leave, he notices the water pump is releasing bloody wild water and investigates. He opens up the cistern to see a dead seagull floating inside. The one-eyed seagull flies down and attacks Winslow, who grabs it and beats it to death against the cistern. Cistern? Cistern. Cistern. That afternoon, the wind dramatically changes direction, which this is this is the, uh, what is it, crossing the threshold for him? Yeah. I think this is at the point in the film where let's say if this was like a purgatory mm-hmm. or where they're testing out a soul this is where this is like, where oh, like he, he's unworthy yeah, this is like, yeah. you go to hell boy yeah that night a storm hits the island and the two men get drunk the, the sequences where they get drunk are just perfect. near perfect yeah. of how people deal with each other in cabin fever i think like robert pattinson like actually got drunk while making this film and to do those scenes no it doesn't surprise me the next morning the ferry does not arrive and winslow sees a body washed up on the shore winslow approaches the naked body and realizes that it's a mermaid he runs back into the cottage and find wake stating that the rations were impacted by the storm they dig up a crate to contain extra rations but it's only more alcohol perfect (laughs) and they get more drunk more nights progress and the storm continues the two men grow closer while remaining adversarial adversarial is that how you say it i can't read never learned winslow unsuccessfully tries to steal the key to the lantern room for 
from a sleeping wake. He also has visions of a lobster trap containing the severed half-baked head of Wake's previous wiki. Half-blinded head. Oh, half-blinded head of Wake's previous wiki. Again, why I think that it's, like, the the one-eyed seagull is the one. I, I, just, I just assumed, because that's the one that... The one seagull yeah. just kept on interacting. I didn't see the one eye. Yeah. Uh, for one one night, Winslow tells Wake that his real name is Thomas, Thomas Howard and that he assumed the identity of Ephraim Winslow, a timberman who died in an accident. Howard failed to stop. Wake accuses Howard of spilling his beans, and Howard tries to leave. He attempts to escape on a lifeboat, but Wake destroys it with an axe. Wake chases Howard into the cottage, but inside, Wake claims that Howard was the person who attacked him. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's gaslighting. Yeah. That had to be gaslighting. Um, and he also like gaslights them into the things like drinking, and he yeah. he gaslights them into uh, into talking and almost getting more rugged. And like how long he's been on the island and like changing the the time. Like it's like I've only been here a night. Like it's been like weeks. Yeah. Yo, you've been drunk. Yeah. With no alcohol left, the two begin mixing spirits out of kerosene, and the storm becomes so powerful that waves crash throughout the windows of the cottage. They essentially just get flooded in, and it's, yeah. it's fantastic looking. Uh, the next morning, Howard finds Wake's logs recording his infractions and recommending severance without pay. This, this is something I could see. I don't understand why he would do this if he was a god. Because that would imply that he's leaving. I think it could also be like the judgment log. Could like be. logging his like his sins and his purgatory. Could be. And like his final judgment is basically like fuck him. Yeah. Wake sides Howard for his work performance until Howard attacks him while seeing visions of a mermaid. Wake as a sea monster, which is fantastic. Yeah. Just he has just a bunch of like seashells attached to his forehead. <laughs> And the real one's low. Howard beats Wake into submission. Howard ties Wake in a rope leash and buries him alive in the rations pit, which is criminally uh, terrifying and also hilarious. The way it's like, because he's just like doing this like monologue and then like he just keeps like throwing it's all one shot. Face. It's, yeah, it's such a good shot. Uh, it's fantastic how just sand just keeps like hitting his face and just irritates him. <laughs> and it's real, so it's it's hilarious. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh, but it's hilarious. Howard ties Wake in a rope. Oh, I read that. But Wake appears. Um, Howard ties Wake in a rope leash and buries him alive in the ration pit. Howard takes the keys and prepares to go up to the lantern room. But Wake appears and hits him in the shoulder with the axe. Howard disarms and kills Wake before ascending the lighthouse. He approaches the Fresnel lens and stops it. And it stops and opens for him. Howard gazes into the mirror interior in ecstasy and lets out a distorted scream as the light brightens before falling down the lighthouse steps. Because yep. his penis was too small. <laughs> yep. Howard is then seen lying naked on the rocks, missing an eye as several ski seagulls peck his innards. I didn't, again, I didn't notice the missing Which eye. Which is again why I think this is like a recycling, like recurring, like just it keeps cycling through and it's just like purgatory and like a. Fuck, why did I just suddenly forget? Prometheus? So, Prometheus. So, see, the Prometheus, like, I know nothing legend. about. Yeah. So, it never. I wouldn't have that reflex. Yeah. Um, for me, it's just it's just a type of purgatory. Yeah. Or judgment place. Uh, I like this. It has it's a lot a of depth. Uh, it's constantly confusing. It has a Jacob's Ladder sense mm -hmm. of uh, insanity. But not as much uh, blunt as it, Jacob's Ladder. It doesn't it's, literally open 
it's first shot after like a guy gets stabbed in like Vietnam with hell. <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh yeah, cool. Um, what do people think about this other than us, though? Jonathan, do you ever wonder that? No. Do you ever think we can go to this place called Google Reviews and just read the opinions what... of the plebeians below us mean nothing? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna do that anyway. Time to go over Google Reviews. Sixty-five uh, people percent of people who vote on this movie liked it. That's less than Silent Hill. Fuck so yeah. we we have to give up this film's worst of the year oh, material. Yep. Worst of the year. Yep. Um, uh, it's time to go over some what people said. And the first one's from Jonathan Frankfurt, who says, "I As didn't say this." You're, you're not Jonathan Frankfurt. You're Jonathan Reeser. Um, Jonathan Frankfurt gives us downvote. No, they're going to steal my idea. <laughs> no. Uh, Jonathan Frankfurt gives us a downvote and said, as the great Homer Simpson would say, boring. No, I don't think Homer Simpson created that word. Yeah, I, I think he did. Oh. He's a master of the modern English oh, is language. He? Yeah. Dope! I can't understand all the hype. I think you have a lot of artsy professional reviewers who are a bit bored with what's out there. And since this has one... Is what this one is a bit different? They went gaga over it. Uh, well, well, let me read the rest of this and we'll dissect, dissect this. I also think they got carried away by William Defoe's performance and want to get uh, want to get on the Oscar bandwagon early. Yeah, he put in, in a classic actor's performance with usual unusual dialogue and Shakespearean delivery, but that doesn't change the fact that the movie itself plotted along at a very boring pace. We couldn't wait for it to be over. Um, no, this thing's actually pretty quick. Yeah, that's pretty well, like, paced. Like, in fact, I would do one of the things that sounds like I wish the beginning was, like, slower paced. Because yeah. I think it would have built, like, the dread and the tension better. Uh, it's not um, really... It's artsy in shots, but it's not really that artsy. Like, it's... Unless being confusing is artsy, which I don't think it is. Yeah, like, it's it's artsy in terms of, like, it's very artfully crafted. It does, like, a lot of, like, what art films do in terms of, like, it's... Well, it was, was it Flafferty who always told us, like, in, like, when making, like, art films, like read for maximum ambiguity like it does that and that like it doesn't go out of its way to explain things to you what i was like Midsummer Rider. yeah and like it's just it's not trying to be like a in your face spoon feeding you the information yeah. and the story like actually wants you to like you know work a little bit be a little more of an active participating viewer yeah, which it, this this seemed like a fucking sprint to Midsummer. Yeah, which, Midsummer was slow. This Midsummer is also like twice as long as this yeah. movie. This was a nice, quick, in it, in it, artful film. It had it was as suspenseful as one of the greatest thrillers of all time, The Shining. Yeah, yeah. Like when you like, I honestly feel like the inclusion of the axe was like a reference to The Shining. Yeah, like there's a lot of Shining influence on this clearly. Yeah, and The Shining was slower paced than this. Yeah, longer than this. This is a very like, this is like a good like quick view for this type of film. Yeah. These type of films are never this quick. Yeah, They're never this short. Jacob's Ladder was it seemed Jacob Ladder. I love that film, but it seemed pretty long. Yeah, this is like a well paced like quick view. This is the type of film you would show to somebody to get them into this type yeah. of film because like it's uh, it gets them going. It gets them through it. Yeah. Uh, next one's from Cindy Murr who gave us a down vote. Cannot fathom why this film is receiving good reviews. Way too long. It's like an hour fifty minutes. It's not up. that long. Uh, pretentious. It's That's that word's thrown around too much. Nah, it's it's not. I think William Dafoe is pretentious, but that's his kind like, of character. Yeah, oh yeah, we never talked about that fan. We just talked about like his character like uses like Shakespearean delivery because like he's using a lot of like old like semen lingo yeah. because like it's part of the question is like 
like Robert Raspberry is up with like you talk like you're just like great sailor, but there's nothing on record about you. Like this is an act. Like he's he is an act. He's overplaying a character. He's a character playing a character. Yeah. Um Cannot find why this film's receiving good reviews. Way too long, pretentious, and overdone. Wall to wall wailing foghorns. That's part of the sound. That's, that's like an actual soundscape part of like the yeah, very setting. a lot of creating suspense with loud noises, which yeah. is amazing. That's like something that you would actually hear. Like, if you were on the island, that's yeah. not like a, oh, they're just doing it because it sounds weird. Like, no, that's, like, yeah. actually creating real. Screeching winds and all kind of wetness. It's I, I, on an island in a storm. And it has... What the fuck did you expect? And it has Defoe's penis in it. And that's very wet, that's, I would assume. Yeah, like, it's... <laughs> Look, there's this movie, and it's set in the middle of a horrifying sea storm. Okay. But like, why is it so like so much wind, and why is it so wet? Okay, I'm hoping you have a more naval background than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know lighthouses. I've been on a boat a couple times. Yeah, I, me too. But like, I, aren't lighthouses like sometimes they can be connected to land? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm not like on their own isolated island. Like sometimes they can be. Yeah. Um, but they're usually near land. Yeah. Um. Are there lighthouses out in the middle of nowhere? This if like- it's like an island that's like a heavily trafficked area, they're there to make sure people don't run into them. That's what a lighthouse is for. A lighthouse is there to like alert like ships that like there's land here, like especially at night or during storms, like don't fucking crash into this okay. shit. So like if it's like a heavily like trafficked area or just a place that like ships will go through, like they would need one there just to like let people like, hey, please don't crash here. You may start longing for a hot shower. However, I don't think. Because based on, like, the fact that no ships come by, like, their entire stay there, and it's so, like, out in the middle of, like, nowhere, I'm pretty sure, like, this is not a place you would normally put a lighthouse. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be more of, like, the purgatory, like, just separated from society. You may start longing for a hot shower halfway. Only redeeming element is the foe who spews endless old-time shanties. Uh, pseudo wisdom in a long single takes uh, in long single takes and makes the best of a directionless script of so cheap much scare. There's there's a ton what of depth. cheap scares and thunder help. Yeah, there's no jump. There's scares no jump scares unless there's... the cum shot of William Defoe coming through the through the floor the first time Robert Pattinson's encounter him, which I'm surprised we I didn't br- wetness. Oh yeah. yeah, which I which I'm surprised we didn't bring up earlier. It's not really. It's not really that important. Yeah, it's just it's just like a it's a quick thing. Yeah, it's nowhere near as much come as the movie we'll be talking about next week. <laughs> yeah, um, we're uh, watching porn next week. <laughs> uh, no. um, single takes and makes the best of directional script of cheap scares and thunder heavy symbolism, signifying nothing in the end. A mashup of myth, male bloating, Melville and Maine cliches, who pl- puzzling. Who cares? What main cliches? This wasn't a Stephen King book. Yeah, and also I don't think I think this is taking, making like it's critiquing male masculinity. Yeah, at anything. Yeah, like the we're not really like oh man, men are so cool because it's, you watch this it's movie. Just it's like, just like wow, they're both kind of shitty people. Yeah, yeah, like Melville. Literally, the only Melville phase that he used a lot of like fucking sea shanty shit and yeah. like just fucking like naval lingo. Yeah. Um, I think there's something I wanted to mention. Is that important? Is it a film? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, when they're talking about start longing for a hot shower halfway. This is, like, one of the few films that, like, has managed to be, like, just kind of generally, like, gross. Yeah. Like, the use of, like, shit and stuff in a way that seems, like, really artsful. Like, remember when we watched um, Hard to to Be a God? The black and white Russian film? Yeah. We didn't do it for the show. No, but, like, just in class. Yeah. And, like, we watched Hard to Be a God, and it was, like, it was very, there's, like, just human shit. 
and like because it takes place in like medieval times. Yeah, or, and it was just or everywhere. similar to medieval like, times. It was so well shot that like even though it felt disgusting, it was like beautiful at the same time. Uh, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting, but like it's not like Cuso disgusting. Yeah, or like it's trying to gross you out. It's well, just Cuso disgusting. The thing is, is more like the scariest stuff. Yeah, was the the grossest thing. yeah like tim heidecker coming out of the toilet yeah that was the grossest thing yeah but like and that was because he was a rapist yeah. and hard to be a god like it was like very like it was gross and it was disgusting he felt like he wanted to shower while you watched it but it didn't feel like exploitive yeah <laughs> it felt natural and it was so like it, the cinematography was so good and the black and white was so crisp that it just it felt gross but still like beautiful in a weird way yeah um do you know about the Internet Movie Database? Yes. It's a place where please all the stop movies are stored. Please stop and things. users and critics can leave uh, reviews. Please stop describing things on the Internet. And that's it. That's all I got to say. Oh, and okay. uh, it has an 8.4 out of 10 score in IMDb, which is better than Silent Hill. So Good. it's not complete. It's not Again, a double-decker have, of trash. I have, I have no hope for Google reviews anymore. <laughs> uh, and we have some reviews from that. The first one's shitty. from Iqbal66 and... They say one of the worst movies of 2019. Did you see Hereditary? One, one out of sorry, ten. Midsummer? No. They're the same um, movie. Where to start with this bad. pretentious piece of crap? Let's start with the language. I couldn't understand half of what these two were saying. How about adding some subtitles? Plot? I guess it was about Pattinson, Pattinson going insane during his stay on the island. I couldn't really care less because neither character was remotely interesting. I filmed in 1.19 slash one aspect ratio i guess artsy director wanted to make either make you feel claustrophobic watching yes. this or wanted to evoke the feel of classic films like the dark it's the first one the old dark house and except that was that, that was effective that this piece of shit was no old dark house i don't even know what the fuck i don't is. know what that is acting if you want to see william defoe act like a pirate complete with r go right ahead did the, he actually go i don't think he went r no like, he literally just uses old he like, went what he he does the thing that um this director did in the witch where he made people in a period piece say the things that people in that time period would actually say it's called authenticity you fucking dickhead the only thing that he wasn't the only thing he was he wasn't playing a pirate. He was playing a lighthouse keeper. The best part of the film was when it ended, but it really hit what, that I lost a couple hours of my life watching. How watched, do you not enjoy this? Okay, here's the thing. I'm um, going to break this down a couple bit. Um, so let's start the language. I couldn't understand half of what these two were saying. It's it's old timey. Like you can understand what they're saying. It's just really old timey. Okay, wait. Bonus question. When do you think this takes place? Um, based on because I think I think honestly. I think this could take place in 2019, to be honest. I think... Because <laughs> there's nothing signifying that it yeah. couldn't. Based on the, um, but the clothing it's and like, what we see of, like, the technology and all that stuff, I'd say, because, like, 19. White Houses nowadays are, like, almost entirely, like, electronic. They don't yeah. Run, they don't run whale oil anymore. Yeah. Because um, whaling is bad. Not so, good. Like, I'd say, like, early... Those whales have had it too good for too long. <laughs> I'd say, like, early 1900s, probably. <laughs> yeah, like, this is the, This is the language and the dialogue that it would be used back then, so... Um, so that's the first thing. Secondly, he doesn't talk like a fucking pirate. He talks like a fucking seaman from like the 1900s. And then he does have seamen. Yeah. <laughs> I really wish there was a better term for that. He, he A sailor. He talks like a sea captain and a sailor from the 1900s because he's a sea captain and a sailor from the 1900s. Possibly, maybe. Oh, At 2019. Yeah. Because there's nothing proven that I can't. And like, he never goes, Arr. He wasn't doing any of the bullshit that you're saying. Um, it was filmed in 119 by one aspect ratio, and you got it right the first time you said to feel claustrophobic because this is a very claustrophobic film. 
and like also like I guess yeah to evoke the feel of like classic films like like old Dark Horse except a most of the times I were like from the times as we're making weren't shot in that aspect ratio they were shot wider yeah because that was when they still shot things like wide yeah four three um they really only started doing four three when like television became big because oh. they wanted to match the television aspect ratio what was it before four three I thought it was four three it was like four three and then like there so there's like classic cinematic widescreen oh and then four three and then like close it yeah but like this is how like just really like this was how news footage would be shot yeah like when that really like tiny little aspect ratio that's yeah. what this was this is basically like war footage like how that would be shot and so it's i don't even know what the fuck you're talking about old dark yeah. house no one gives a shit about that uh, okay i'm gonna try to say this next person's name Himan shandell oh three five six two worst movie of the decade one out of ten the lighthouse is the worst movie of this decade no story Ineligible characters, er, ineligible dialogues. Just, just poor acting and no, like, I don't. I'm not an old school sailor. I'm not a naval buff. I don't know that much about. I understand everything, and I'm assuming you're not because you're a fucking dork. (laughs) (laughs) I'm cool. I hang out on boats on the weekends. I don't. Neither of us have like a background in this shit. I understand that like everything besides the. I'd like I understand what he was saying. I didn't understand like every reference or anything like like that. But I understand context clues literally tell you like what he's trying to get at. And just the general, like, you can figure it out when he says, like, I damn you, and, like, with, um, goes on this fucking long-ass rambling. It's like, oh, okay, he's cursing yeah. for being an asshole. Yeah. Like, there's not that hard to understand. Like, if you don't necessarily understand every single fucking reference, okay. Yeah. Like, I didn't understand every single fucking reference in The Vich because I'm not from the fucking, like, 1700s. I understand bloodletting. I understand bloodletting. That's it's, all. It's, yeah. it's important medical art lost the time. <laughs> Um, and then poor acting. This film is so well acted. It's good because they so, only needed two actors. Yeah, so like you got you can, people for like one take shots. And yeah, then you, you could focus in on the actors like directly and like so focused on like their performance. Like it's great acting. See, this is why you, you only you get two good actors. You make up a really small crew, two actors, and then a bunch of people who do not matter. Yeah, <laughs> and who not, don't you don't have. you don't go the midsummer route where you get like way too many characters, half of which are fucking stereotypes, and just phone in their performance. And then you make cheaty really unbearable and yeah. stupid um the lighthouse is the worst movie this decade no story ineligible car- dialogues poor acting this movie has all the ingredients to make it a horrible movie who thought black and white movies are a good idea I, the story I, has no legs and it's all about a guy imagining things maybe. i kept thinking something of going uh, i kept on thinking something of going to happen in this movie but it's just plain silly i was forced to watch this movie again with a gun Oh, if I oh it says if I was forced to watch this movie again with a gun on my head, I prefer to be shot repeatedly. I thought he said I was forced to watch this movie again. I was like, oh, holy <laughs> Jesus! The one we had a bad time. Um, um, one thing I want to say is like when he's like, "Who fought black and white movies are good." I hate people like that. Yeah, who are just like, oh, if it's black and white, it's shit. Do you know who's like that? My older brother. Yeah, that's like the main thing about him. I hate. Is that like he has like no respect for like black and white films? He literally refuses to watch black and white films. Doesn't matter when they're made. Yeah. Like part of it was like, oh, I just don't like old films. Like okay, that's kind of respectful. Some of them like they date. That's like I I can kind of understand that. But he was like, hmm. then I like try to show him like a more recent film in black. I was like, oh, it's black and white. I don't Which what film was it? Uh, it was a Razor Head. But like no. No, most people don't want to watch that. But like <laughs> there was something else. Oh, Night of the Living Dead. No. He's like, oh, it's black and white. I'm gonna fucking watch. I was like, why? He was like, it's old. And I was like, you fucking love the shit out of like 
Predator, and it's only like a decade like newer about, yeah. and like you fucking love shit like that. And he's like, oh, it's just fucking cool. It's like, fuck you. Watch the goddamn. <laughs> this movie. is why he works for Disney. Yeah, because he's a Satanist. And like, um. and he, yeah, just black, black and white doesn't mean old. It doesn't mean bad. It's an aesthetic choice that's usually picked for like a pretty good reason. Like, if a film is made today in black and white. There's usually, like, a pretty substantial reason behind it. Mm -hmm. It's not, like, something that somebody just fucking does on a whim anymore. It's expensive if you do it. Yeah, like... If you do it... It's uh, actually harder now to make a film on black and white than, like... It used to be, like, black black and white was cheaper, and that's why, like, films like Psycho are made in black and white, because, like, it was just cheaper to shoot in black and white. Yeah. But, like, in digital... With actual film, if you do it in digital, it's it's still hard. It's harder because, like... Um, the like digital previews of black and white is shit. Yeah, like you have to like film it in color, but like planning it on black and white, yeah. which you still have to do if you're doing it in film in black and white because we can't fucking see in black and white unless you're like really colorblind. Yeah, so like to shoot on black and white a is harder because you have to visualize things in a way that you don't actually see them. Um, if you're doing it digitally, you can't even get a preview for it that works. You have to then like plan on it and then like convert it afterwards. If you're doing it on Film like to do in black and white film is just a pain he has yeah. to shoot in, and it's more expensive most times nowadays. So yeah. like doing it, it's not an easy thing to do. So you don't just do it on a fucking whim. You have a reason behind it. No, if you're Tommy Wiseau, you do both of them, <laughs> but you don't do black and white. You do color film, so it's even more worse. Yeah, <laughs> fuck Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> Shot at both film and digital. Oh, he's a genius. Is he? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, in a weird way. Everyone's a genius in their That's, own weird I way. I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, is it good? Yeah, it's amazing. It's S tier. Yeah. No. Okay. We're going to leave it at that. Yeah. You know, you want to know what we're doing for our final terrible segment? What? 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 <laughs> that was it. That was the segment. That was a good job. Good improvisation. Okay, we're done. That's it. Um... Is it a film? Uh, yes, and it was actually shot on film. Oh. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> is it a digital? <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure. It, I'm pretty it, sure it, it was just... probably converted to digital <laughs> when we watched it, but that's beside the point. <laughs> uh, that's it for this week's episode of Is It a Film? We're a weekly podcast that critiques and memes films and asks one very important question Is it a film? If you want to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, find us at Is It a Film? If you want to find us on YouTube, YouTube account, YouTube.com forward slash is the film. If you want to find us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash is the film. If you want to support us monetarily. And uh, if you want to find us podcast, find us on Apple Podcasts. Actually, I think I said patreon.com forward slash the Anthony and Tacho, not it's yeah. the film. Uh, yeah, if you do that, you're not going to find it. You're not going to find anything. Or you uh, might. It just won't be us. Uh, and if you want to find us on podcast in audio form, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Spotify, and. Uh, search the Anthony Touch of Both Worlds film and music reviews. And we're going to leave it at that. I got one, one very important question for you, though. What? Why just spill your beans? Because <laughs> it's just like, just, you, you open it up. Opening cans is hard sometimes. I spilled it because I just, I don't like beans. They don't, <laughs> I don't like the way they taste. I yeah. like the texture. They uh, give me bad gas. Until next time, guys, I'm Vincent. Them, so I don't have to eat them. Oh, I hate you. Until next time, guys, I'm Vincent. I'm Jonathan. And see ya, boys. See ya. What? I hate you. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.